This podcast and all of its content is not intended to be medical advice and is meant only for general discussion and opinions on topics of interest that may even be highly controversial. Always consult your physician for medical advice. Welcome to the Soul Mirror Experiences podcast, where we encourage the exploration of our souls ranging from meditations to discussions with professionals on all things related to whole wellness. We're your hosts, Rhett and Kat, coming to you with cutting-edge topics on spirituality and consciousness and some weird-ass stuff that might just blow your mind. Welcome, everybody, to the Soul Mirror Experiences podcast. I am Rhett. And I'm Kat. This is part two of shame and empowering ourselves against it. I would like to just put a little plug in for our event December 28th in Salt Lake City, Utah. We are really excited to continue towards this event. We have our first one this Tuesday and tickets are still open. I'm excited for today. Rhett, how are you doing? I'm doing great and Jack is doing great. He's here. He's finally calmed down. He's no longer chewing the rubbish bags all over the place and making noise. That's what he does before <laughs> podcasts. That's... I don't know. He's the producer. He does what he wants. He does what he wants. He lives his best life. He does. Well, last week we talked about shame. We talked about a few tools for empowerment based on our self-perception and understanding our true identity through authenticity. Now we're going to continue talking about shame and the victim mentality, more ways to empower ourselves through authenticity. And focusing more on the mindset, focusing more on self-talk as well as thoughts that we have maybe how to respond to other people in a way that doesn't set you up to be a victim or manipulate the situation in a way to put yourself in victimhood because a lot of us do that just trying to be polite and not hurt people's feelings and be acceptable and make everything convenient for everyone else and does any of this sound familiar that's right so we're going to jump into victim thinking and how we can have more tools to use to empower ourselves out of it in the many many situations in life that we go through yeah this could be relationships interactions even just with yourself I think the most important thing, just continuing from episode five, going into episode six, which is today, is that I want you to know that you are in control and I want you to be able to have those tools. Some of those tools you're going to have to get from a therapist or a doctor, but I want to give you what we can in order to empower you and help you see that you are in control. And when you're in control, you don't have to be afraid. What things should we talk about today? (laughs) Probably the shoulds and the have tos, the shoulds, the shoulds, not, should nots. And I think also we should talk about insecurity and control. We should talk about self-talk and our self-thoughts as well as how we talk to other people. (laughs) So we've said should so many times. Maybe we're going to talk about that first, shan't we? (laughs) we could (laughs) yes let's talk about it okay so the word should is very interesting to me because it implies something whenever we use words like should or have to there's a base belief that that's built upon and 
What do kind you th- of like a delusional, delusional is a strong word, but like a figment of our imagination. There's this expectation that is created in your mind. Yeah, and yeah, it comes from somewhere else. Well, we think it comes from somewhere else. Getting, but it might just come from us. It absolutely does come from us, but we think it's from somewhere else. That's what's the magic of the empowerment part of this and why authenticity is so strongly related to shoulds and have tos type of thing. So let's start with a little mental exercise. So I'm going to ask Kat, what is something, what's something in your life that you have to do from your list of many things? Well, something I feel I have to do is work. Okay. So everyone at home, think of something, get your journals out because this is a journaling exercise. Or you can just listen. That's true. Yeah, right. Write it down in your heart. <laughs> Tattoo it all over your back. Because oh um, then you'll never forget it. Inside a heart. Yes. There you go. Lots of lace. <laughs> this is the beginning of an empowerment stage. Oh, geez. Okay. Now, why I'm do you ex- have to show I'm, I mean, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. <laughs> Nervously excited. So, okay. Let's dig that down. So you have something you in your mind. You have to do it. What does that even mean, first of all? And really think about that. Why do you have to do this? Why do, why do you feel that way? The first thing that comes to mind when I'm thinking about a work situation, and again, this is hypothetical, but coming from real experience, right, is that if I ever wake up and I'm like, oh man, I have to go to work today. I really don't want to go to work today. I guess I have to because if I don't, da-da-da-da-da-da. Okay, so all of that da-da-da is like, I won't be able to pay rent. I'll let people down. I will, I don't know, upset or disappoint people. I'll make things harder for other people. So basically, the fear is is that I will be a massive inconvenience and potentially lose my job or not be able to meet my responsibilities. Okay. So everyone can hear, Jack really is not helping out with the podcast today, but you're supposed to be the producer, but instead he's chewing garbage can plastic bags and jumping all over the place. It's that's trying how he to contributes. eat my food. Yeah. So thanks Jack. Okay. We still love you. <laughs> okay. So that's something you have to do and you feel like everyone has to do like work, for example, their job. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I would, I would probably say work is an easy one because everyone has work, right? Okay. So we all have these things in our minds. Now there's a optical illusion type of picture of the old woman that if you look at it long enough it becomes like the young woman do you know what i'm talking about it's like a picture and if you look at it you either see a young woman or you see oh, an old lady with a, like a okay okay yeah so you could yeah there's other ones too with like an old man or a tree or yeah. you know like stuff like that okay i okay. i actually think that victim thinking and empowerment is kind of like this as well it's interesting to just kind of see what our mind associates the shapes of the image with first. Right. And so empowerment and authenticity is very much like this because you're looking at a picture and we're thinking that things in life are what we have to do or what we should do. But we're going to start boiling down these to their essence. The essence that we're looking for is actually a belief. And that belief is your belief. And and well, it could be connected to a value too. Like I think all of our beliefs are connected to something in our value system, whether it's a healthy value or not. It definitely is. I would say all of them are connected to a value. So I would agree. 
So let's boil that down. So let's go back to the example. Do you have to go to work? Really, do you have to? Like, what does that actually mean? What are the reasons now? Let's, let's actually dig a little deeper. This is a good journaling exercise for anyone out there. Go ahead and write down your list of things that you have to do. And let's just take one of them. And I want you to take that item, take work. Why? Because I, I don't want to inconvenience others. Okay. So and that's, so, but that's not a have to, like, I don't have to go to okay, work. Good. Let's keep going. Um, with this thought. Yeah. So you've listed some things. A lot of things that would inconvenience other people is one reason why you felt that way. What are some other things or consequences? So we're avoiding. Well, I, think, I think the real consequence would just be a paycheck, but there's plenty of other jobs that would be more fulfilling if that were the case, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm not, I wouldn't be limited to that job. So in reality, like they're not in control of me and I can choose to leave at any time mm-hmm. if it's not fulfilling my needs. And that would include spiritually or emotionally and physically, right? It's not just the paycheck that I go to work for. And as a person who pays people to do things for me, I try to create an environment that, you know, they want to come, they want to show up. And if they really are having one of those days that they can communicate that and not be afraid of negative repercussions. Okay. So a lot of things that we feel we have to do, there are negative repercussions in our mind, first of all. Okay. So here's how to take every have to in your life and turn that around. Usually the have to's, there's a whole list of negative consequences that you're thinking of. And uh, you can just list those out and simply reverse that thing. So for example, I have to go to work because if not, well, of course I can't be homeless. Of course I'm not going to starve to death and not have food. Could be one way you look at that. Simply reverse that. So in other words, you want to have food and you want to have shelter over your head. And that is why you want to go to work. And that is why you are going to work. So now you've flipped it around from a not having something or avoiding some negative consequence to what is the actual state of existence that you want to be in. So that's a root of authenticity. It's getting down to the value of how you want to exist and how you want to be. It also overlays another major fact. And that is that in every single situation in your life, you have two options. One is you take the power and responsibility in your life and you, you use it, you own it. Two is you give it away. Truthfully, never is it actually taken away from you. you. You actually give it away. Now, of course, there are examples where there's definitely power taken away from you. There's not optimal situations. For example, if you're held prisoner, it's not like there isn't some measure of power taken from you. But what I'm saying is the measure of responsibility you take in your life is always your choice to react to it and do what you will with it. And once you realize it, that's what unlocks this authenticity. So for example, again, turning that thing around of having to go to work, instead of looking at it as negative consequences will happen, it's like, yeah, I want to have food. So it doesn't matter how terrible your job is that you think it is. You're going there because you want to. And once you realize that that's what you're doing, and once you boil that down, that picture flips. Suddenly, now you realize, okay, I am doing things because I want to. You absolutely are. 
It doesn't mean it's the most exciting option for you. It doesn't mean it's the best thing you could dream in your wildest dreams. But in the situation you're in and that you have in your existence, you're choosing exactly what you want. And it's the way it is. By saying you have to do it, all you really do in that situation is deflect the responsibility to something else and give it away. But again, think about that. Think about how powerful you are because you either keep it to yourself or you give it away. Either way, it's your choice and you're doing it. No one can take away your power to react the way you choose in any given situation. No one can. Now, that may not sound so incredibly mind-blowing, but if you sit with that thought and really think about it, it's the most empowering thing ever, and it will change the way you live. So that's another thing to think about. Which would you rather do? Keep the power to yourself or give it away? If you keep the power to yourself, you unlock more doors for yourself. You start to see a bigger vision. You start to exist in a way that's more because of what you want to do and how you want to be than it is mindless or than it is being fed things you're supposed to do, quote unquote. Then shame, like shame is not guiding you anymore. It's something from within you, and it's literally just by being you. Now, let's keep looking at this picture and see if it starts to switch to another image. Let's keep looking at that and put want in there somewhere and figure out how what you're doing is actually what you want to do. Mm. So let's look at that same example. Why is it that you want to go to work start looking from the viewpoint of what things do you want in your life and how is that matching what you're doing oh this is so interesting okay well i want to go to work because i want to make a difference i want to help people i want to make connections i want to i just want to share i want to create i want to host i want to organize i want to serve i want to i just want to interact like that that is why I go to work. That's why I do what I do. That's that's why I start my own business because I'm like, I, I need to have that aspect fulfilled, you know? But I think this is interesting because I started with kind of this almost preempting because I know we're talking about shame. We're talking about victim mindset. And so I didn't even answer. So I'm going to like, I feel like we should like back that up just slightly. Should we? so okay so if i were to summarize this process you asked me very clearly what is something you feel like you have to do and i said work and then immediately i started covering my butt immediately because we all do i was like oh crap i don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and I'm a professional and I don't want this to reflect badly on me. And at the same time, you know, I'm also, I don't know, like, I don't know how to ex- explain it, but, but you know, you guys all listen to it. So then, then you were like, well, hold on. Let's, let's not talk about that stuff. Let's look at why. And that brought me back to a whole different mindset because I didn't even realize well, me not wanting to go to work and expressing I don't want to go to work, it really is me saying I want to go to work, but it's not fulfilling my needs. Yeah, so a couple things happened there. It's great that you have a fulfilling work, first of all, and that's a key point. 
there may be some listeners who not only don't want negative repercussions of being homeless, but also really don't enjoy their work. So that's like a double whammy. So the point of this, when you're looking and reframing it, I, I would say the other thing you want is also money and oh, yeah. income. Oh, definitely. I think everyone wants stability. Yeah, stability or to have something in your life that you can have power to do with and to live in a certain way. So, okay, we're changing that picture now from things that you have to do to things that you want to do. And just that thought process, you started mentioning things that you really enjoy. So now our mind changes from like, oh, you know, people will be disappointed or, oh, shoot, I don't know, I'll be broke and I don't know, it'll be pain, painful, it'll be all these things. And now instead you're thinking from a perspective, well, oh, look, I want these type of experiences. I want this. You know, how do you want to live? What kind of house would you like? What kind of living would you like? Just a small, cute house with lots of land. Okay. So here's the beauty of it. If we can do this every day, it's hard. Believe me, there's, everyone's going to wake up and be like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. But if every time you look at that and you say to yourself, wait a minute, wait, 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 I want to. Why? Because I want money. So if that's the only reason you're going to work right now, you can at least reframe it that way. What that does, it puts the power back in you. A yeah, victim, so it could be like, I want to go to work, not because I'm, I don't want to let people down, but because I have goals and I'm working towards them. Yeah. So in other words, a victim mentality is that you have to do something. A victim mentality, and we all do this. So I'm just saying a victim mentality is, oh, you know, it's like the shame too. It's like someone told me this or I'm that. And it's it's not self-directed. So the two parts of authenticity, since this is about empowerment through authenticity, is our self-awareness and our self-direction. When we put the power outside of ourselves, we are limiting, we're giving that power away. When we say we want something, it does two things. One, it gives the power back in our hands. If you have a crappy job you hate, but you realize you're going there because you want to, now you start to think that picture changes into a different image of you doing something because you want to. Now your mind starts to think of things you want. Now, take that further. This is where star charting or thinking of your possibilities comes into play. Now when you think and your whole life is lived out of a way you want, you're going to start attracting just that idea. You're going to be looking for it. The little house with land all around it, mm -hmm. that's out there somewhere. And if we focus on that, then all of your actions, it may be to change a job. Maybe you realize that. And, and now because you're thinking of what you really want, you're going to start looking for possibilities to change that job and still get the money or at least be open to it rather than you know, being in our mindset of right. limitations. And I, I guess what I really liked about what you did is just that it completely changed the mindset, like completely. And that happened genuinely on air. And for a second I was fighting it, but it was just like, holy crap, like I don't have to work so that I can get money and not let people down. But it's like, no, I want to work because I have dreams that I'm working towards. And then specifically with that job do i want that job does it fulfill me does it fulfill the path to my dreams or do i want another job and you might realize that oh yeah this job isn't so bad i think i do want this you know and and then other times you might be like oh wow this job is not very 
healthy for me. Truly. And so we used one example of jobs. Uh, we're going to do another episode on relationships because that one. Oh, is... geez. I mean, we can apply this to relationships. We can yeah. apply it to religion. You know, it could be like, oh, man, I have mm -hmm. to do this because everyone else wants me to do this or blah, 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 blah. Like you could, I mean, you could say that for anything. Truly. Anything from work to relationships to religion to hanging out with friends. I mean, dude, yeah. if you feel that way about your friends, maybe <laughs> maybe you should like change the crowd you're hanging out with. Not because they're bad people, but because you also need to be fulfilled. Yeah. So words <clears throat> that we're talking about here, like shoulds and have tos, what makes them very powerful in our lives and the reason why boiling things down to that essence of where it comes from is because they're all based on some value that you have in your life. So like when we're saying should, there's something in you that you believe. And that's the important thing to find. Mm. So a couple ways I look at that. For example, when I say I have to, that already implies the victim thinking. That already implies the belief that I'm not in control of me. Something else is. That's why I have to. So that's one powerful way of just reframing it to I want to. Mm -hmm. It suddenly changes. It's, it's coming from a different belief. That picture is changing to a whole different thing. It's the same world, but suddenly you're in control of you. That's the authenticity. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it's you going after what you want. Yeah. Instead of you letting this imaginary expectation control you. And I think it would be important to know as well that, so responsibilities is different than shoulds and haves tos in my mind okay responsibility is like we i mean like if you're a parent you have a responsibility right okay or if you are in a committed relationship you have a, a responsibility to be in that relationship if you are wanting that relationship right but not that you can do that with your kids though <laughs> but but i think you're understanding now you know like a should and a have to is kind of like this figment of your imagination, this ex expectation that like you have to fulfill this delusional version of yourself. Uh, whereas like a responsibility or a duty is more like reality. Okay. If that makes sense. It does. You know, it's interesting. Let's take that because I actually believe you can transmute that as well. Oh, geez. But let's, let's take that thought process. It is a tough one. I, I believe yeah. me. I, I totally I'm on the same page. I have kids and like we, we need to plan responsibly yeah. because we have responsibilities. Right. But so what we're saying is don't up and leave your kids or your <laughs> right. spouse or your partner or whatever, just because you're having a bad day. What we're saying is like, yeah. Oh, just let's just take the example. So that goes back to a have to a responsibility mm -hmm. goes back to, let's take it. Let's take one. Okay. Let's, let's create a scenario here. Let's just say, so Kat, you're going to act as though, let's say you have children in a, uh, a educational institution or something. So let's just role play so that you can sort of represent people out there who may have children and, and can relate to this type of scenario. So just go ahead and respond as though you have, as though you were to have children in a, in a, you know, educational institution and that's one reason why of course you need money from a job so just go through this thought process with me think of something you have to do regarding your children then yeah let's let's do that uh pay tuition okay so you have to pay tuition why 
so they can get an education. Okay. I mean, do do you want them to have an education? I do. Okay. So there's already ways. But I don't want to pay the tuition. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's let's keep reframing this. Okay. Because uh, I would, I mean, yeah, no, I don't want to, I don't want to pay the tuition because I want to spend time with them. Okay. This is right? beautiful. But yeah. instead I'm, I'm spending time working. Okay. So let's keep going down this road. This is why uh, this is really empowering because what happens is, and we all do this. So me too. I mean, I identify things like this in myself all the time where it's like, we see all these limitations and then that's what becomes the reality in our life. And then we just go with it and we mm-hmm. don't really think about it anymore. So let's take that example. You mentioned some things in that, that you want. What are those things? Let's pull those out. This goes to the star charting. Okay. But, yeah. but we'll pull the things out of that. This is a have to here where we're going to pull the want to's out of the, it's like alchemy. We're I boiling want that my kids to have an education Beautiful. and I want to spend time with Beautiful. them. Beautiful. Okay. Okay. That is the focus. Okay. So obviously everything in life that is not quite perfect, if you want to call that, which is lots of things, are just opportunities for us to empower ourselves or to find ways of change. Or I'm going to say improvement, but that's, again, authentically, that's from your own perspective, whatever improvement means. So by looking at what you want in those two regards, if you sat with that, first of all, you might see other possibilities to get both those things that you want. And you might be moving in that direction just by thinking about it. The other thing is, since you do want them to have an education and you haven't found a better way, a more optimal way to do it at this point, does it still make sense that you're really doing that because you want to? Even though it's not the optimal way that you would do it, you're doing it because you don't see a better alternative. So you're still doing it because you want to. Yeah. No, I think it makes um, it easier to be motivated and have better morale and all of that stuff because you want the end goal. But if there were a better alternative that allowed me to get paid more work, less hours, then I can spend time with my kids and pay their tuition. Yeah. And that makes sense. So, but it's still boiled down from your values. Like if you see that the seed of that is still that you want them to have an education, then it takes the feeling of something else controlling you because something else controlling you is really just another desire in you. If you think about it, that have to is just something else in you. It could be a shame thing like, well, I have to because everyone will think I'm bad if I don't, or it could be, uh, I really want to do something else, right? Those are the two other things that make you feel like you have to. And so in that case, all the power comes back to you when you see that you're actually doing it because you want to and are not afraid to see that there could be other ways just focusing on the things that you want to move in that direction. But it's still based on ultimately you wanting to do it. Okay, so now we're going to talk directly and really identify the victim thinking. And we're going to do the same thing with that picture concept where it's going to turn something around in you. And once you feel that, and once you recognize it, you're going to be more authentic and you're going to be more empowered and you're going to feel it in yourself happen. Even as you're talking to yourself and doing this mental exercise, victim thinking, you may be someone out there who feels like you always attract that same person who's abusive. You know, you may have a friend. We'll just say it's a friend. If it's too hard to, to, 
to you know accept that it's actually you <laughs> who you know always this always happens to me you know right when you're about to do something good and then something bad happens or you know whatever it is it's something else in the universe just happens and it just ruined your day it ruined your life like the bad stuff always happens to me why does yeah. this shit keep happening like the worst stuff always happens to me. I'm always losing everything. If I ever try, it never works out. All of that stuff. Yeah. I think we've all said that before. Well, here's the interesting thing. Let's keep thinking about that. Now, Soul Mirror, if the universe is really a reflection of you, what does that belief also have to do with? In other words, if you are saying this, it's a belief and it is a value. Believe it or not, it's actually a value but it's also a belief and a value of yourself and in yourself, which means we'll let that sit for a while. What thoughts come to your mind when you think about that? Mm. Well, I think the first thing that I realized is that, holy crap, I'm giving, like if I get into that mindset of like I should, I have to, I'm letting people down, like what if they're understaffed or what if they have these expectations that I'm going to show up, but I'm sick and like, can I push through being sick? Now you can't with COVID. And I think that really forced us to realize like, oh, self-care is important. Um, that's a little tidbit of belief and value of mine is that self-care is important. But also when you switched it to like, I want, then in my mind, like I, I physically felt that. And I kind of fought it for a minute, um, a little bit of resistance because the the inner victim or whatever that's like, no, 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 I need to serve everyone else. Like it needs to be good for everyone else. It has to be convenient for everyone else, not for me. And if it's not convenient for everyone else, then I've let everyone down and I'm a failure, right? That's the victim inside of me. And I would even say that that's a protector, like a protector self trying to protect me from bad emotions or negative emotions or strong emotions. Or negative perception of yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so it was just like, it switched from that to, well, I I do have these dreams and I do have these goals and I guess I'm not letting this job go because it serves something to fulfill me in some way. It fulfills my creative part in some way. It fulfills my desire to have interactions, to teach, to guide. It fulfills my, you know, like, et cetera, et cetera. So it, like it, it has all these fulfilling aspects or it can help me have a reliable paycheck right that's something important is to know what money to expect so you can budget and that could hypothetically pay for kids tuition it could pay for my own tuition it could pay for a spa day it could pay for a trip it could pay for my dream home with lots of land you know like there's so much that it could do and so then what I noticed is I mean keep me on track if you need to but what I notice is going from that oh crap I'm letting everyone down I'm such a horrible person I have to go to work I should go to work I don't want to go to work and I'm realizing when I say I don't want to go to work that's actually me saying I want to go to work but it's not fulfilling everything that I need it to that's beautiful but if I switch that to that I want to go to work then I can see everything it is fulfilling and then I'm in control of whether or not I stay or I leave 
100% girl 150% because like if I don't go that's holding them accountable right like they have to figure it out and do it themselves instead of relying and being codependent I don't know yeah but maybe I mean obviously like I'm not saying go do this at your work don't hold a strike don't like slough or whatever like you know what else we're also not saying don't stay with your job. We're not saying anything to do, really. Yeah, no, it's, it's up, up to you, you yeah, guys, like exactly. to determine where you're at and if it fulfills you. Yeah, 100%. That's the beauty of it. The message is going to come from within you. That is exactly what authenticity is. And when you feel that in you, that picture starts to change. The victim mentality starts to drop. You start to realize you're the universe, which means you take responsibility for everything. So back to that thought of, if you constantly say things like this always happens to me and it's always bad or something always happens. Like why try because the worst thing always happens or it never works out anyway. Like that is completely giving other people control. It is. And you know what else is really interesting about that? Instead of taking that control. It's true. It's also actually powerfully of your own doing and self creating that. In mm. your life. You're taking the control away from yourself. Yeah. By trying to control. That's right. And interestingly enough, it is actually a demonstration that you are so powerful. Because when you finally see it for what it is, when that picture flips in your mind and you realize how powerful you are, you realize you don't have to use your power for that lesson anymore. You can... No, there's better things out there. Yeah. Just, I mean, be wise. But there's better things out there for everyone. (laughs) Yeah, the victimhood drops. And it may not be an immediate thing. It may take time. Totally fine, because there's no judgment upon you. You are the universe. The feminine awareness. Again, let's go back to the masculine and feminine. Your masculine self-awareness is just means your singular identity. Whether you're a man, a woman, transgender, it doesn't matter. We're all... God essence right here in the world. So your masculine identity is just your singular identity. You have a name. Now let's use your feminine, feminine understanding and wisdom to know that even though you're, you're, you have a separate identity, you are at the same time, the whole universe. So like we're all connected, you know, like I'm just thinking about meditations that I lead or the chakra system or um, theories in different religions all around the world and belief systems it's where it's that belief that we're all connected that there's a divine uh, nature within each of us which is the singular but that divine nature is connected through like this spiritual life force you know like we all have life totally right? and therefore we're all connected yeah and that's like the human aspect but it also connects us to like plants and animals and everything it is so true so and that's the feminine right it that's, is absolutely okay. that feminine in you which is in all of us whether you're man woman transgender or doesn't matter i mean we all have that in us and so that symbolic feminine understanding draw that out the world will change for a better place by far if we do that we'll all be more empowered so these are just the concepts I feel as we as we look inside ourselves and we start to look at it from that point, we start to realize that the rest of the, the universe really is you. It's all of us, but it's you. So as you change within, so the mirror, your soul mirror changes from without. And it starts with 
and and it starts and ends or continues forever with authenticity with that understanding and it's such a simple concept if you really dig down empowerment is authenticity the way i look at it (laughs) (laughs) even though definition like dictionary definition they're not exactly the same but the way that i choose to see it and we had this whole conversation last night (laughs) is that empowerment happens through authenticity and authenticity happens through empowerment like you can't have one without the other that's personally how i see it yeah so i think they're symbiotic but you view them as synonymous in the soul mirror method yeah so either way you look at it unlock that inside yourself you have the power within you you have the universe within you you are the creator of the universe and all within because we all are we're all a part of god And we're all creating our life experience too. You know, like you choose how you experience this life. Do you want to experience it in fear of yourself and others? Or do you want to experience it in love and confidence and just kind of being in control of your experience? Yeah, absolutely. And so thinking again, other tools to help think of your identities and, and really think of that. You you are a singular person. That's very important. So you singular individual out there with a name. Yeah, you're a very important person. No one can say you're not important, actually. I mean, people can say it, but they're the ones with an incorrect perception of the universe. Here's another tool, by the way, that helps combat victimhood, shame, or have-tos. If anyone else has a perception of you that implies that you are less than or not enough or not good enough or flawed that's a big one always realize that that other person is literally projecting their own image of themselves on you because they have no power to really create you into anything you're the one that has that power doesn't matter if that other person is a phd of 50 million degrees of whatever trying to tell you who you are or say something about you you're the literal expert on you (laughs) and no one else is an expert on you literally nobody except for you that's how valid you are your life experience is a hundred million percent valid because you're the universe you're part of god right here so if someone else comes to you and says anything that makes you start feeling like a victim and I, I'm not going to say makes you start feeling like a victim because nothing can make you do anything, honestly. <laughs> so, But if you perceive it as yeah. something that that could take root, you know, and plant a seed of victimhood thought processes or self-talk in you, then you can choose to realize. And the actual truth of what is happening is that that other individual is projecting their own soul mirror on you their own perception of the universe and themselves. Yeah. And that's a very real reality and it's valid to them, but it doesn't have to be your valid experience of life. It doesn't have to be your reality. And I guess that's what we're here to say in every single episode, but especially in the last episode in this episode where we're focusing on shame and the victim mindset is that you don't need to be an enabler. You don't need to tear yourself down in order to be acceptable all all you need to do is take accountability see your divine nature and create the path that you want 
you know, like create that life because if you are, I mean, well, I guess you could want a life of victimhood. Mm -hmm. Some people do. They're not ready to let it go, but it's because it serves them in some way. You just said it. It's the same thing, actually. If you are living a life of victimhood, it is absolutely 100% because you want it. Yeah, or you don't know how to get out of it. Maybe you don't even realize it. Yeah, but it's for the reasons we said. Yeah, Yeah, it's serving you. So you don't even have to look at the life of victimhood in a shameful way because that is another thing that happens. We think, I'm a victim. Now I feel bad about having victim mentality. Oh, you know, it's like it's this spiral of thinking, which is just erroneous because the minute you see yourself and you understand who you are, that picture just flips. Yeah, well, I mean, just like the picture flipped earlier in the the work example, you know, like everyone has had those mornings that they wake up and they're like, oh, I don't want to go to work. Like I have to go to work and all of that stuff. But really it's like, well, we could flip that, you know, if you really do need that job and that job is fulfilling to you, then instead of focusing on, <laughs> instead of focusing on having to do it, focus on how it's serving you. Why do you want to do it? Why are you wanting to keep it in your life? And then that changes the perspective. It also puts you in control. And then I think this leads perfectly into example phrases of self-talk and self-thoughts and working with my clients personally on how to reframe how they speak about themselves to others, et cetera, in a way that I had to learn that my therapists have been helping me to learn and I'm still learning. And that would be to empower yourself and to realize that you are in control and things may happen in life that other people do that are out of your control, but your life experience is in your control. Yeah. We can even take this to an extreme example, which I like to do actually. Because you may think, uh, there may be a listener there, Who's like, no, no, but they're, okay, what if someone came up to you with a gun, pointed at your head and said, give me your money or I'll kill you. And then you do. Which happens. Yeah, it, it does happen. So yeah. you give them the money. I mean, someone might say, well, yeah, I had to. The dude was going to shoot me. What do you think? Yeah, that is a really extreme example. We don't have to, but we want to live. We value living. And so then we do, right? Ding. Yes. It's a survival thing. And And a lot of times, I mean, we could go to relationships too. The reason Mm -hmm. that people stay in relationships that place them in a victim mindset and they become enablers is a form of survival. There's something in that relationship that they're getting that fulfills a value for them. It fulfills a need. It fulfills a want. So, Or a self-perception, which is like that I'm usually like I'm not good enough. And I, I will never find someone that's good for me. I will never. Nobody's I, ever going to want me. Yeah. I'm trash. I'm blah, 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 blah. I'm never good enough. And that's just not true. Right. right? Like we, we are, I mean, if we believe that we are um, talented and worth a lot and all of this stuff, like, I mean, yes, there is practice, but like it just starts with believing, you and know? Uh, and oftentimes in those situations, then we find someone who confirms our belief. And if we find someone that doesn't confirm our belief and actually treats you nicely, for example, let's just take this same example. Even you might, in deep inside yourself, you know that you might not be comfortable with that. 
you might well, not be okay. Well, you might, yeah, you might be comfortable with being unsafe. Yes, you're more right? comfortable with being because unsafe. Because it's predictable. And it also confirms what you believe, which means look how much control and power you have in your own life, even though you're the victim thinking. Yeah, so it's it's this weird, twisted thing that, I mean, it doesn't make sense logically, but it makes sense psychologically right. and emotionally that, like, it, in some cases, people choose to be with a more aggressive individual because they believe that that's what they deserve. They don't deserve any better. No one else is going to want them. But also, it's predictable. They know the worst that can happen. They know, like, what to expect from day to day, even if what to expect is unpredictable in in a sense. You know, like, you, you're walking on eggshells or whatever, but you're more comfortable doing that than someone being too nice to you because your your trauma mind is just like, no, like if someone's being nice, that's a red flag, you right. know? And, it, and then you run for the hills and you look for what? What you know. Right. What you know is that situation. And it's also what, what confirms what you believe, which is what your power is. Once you see that's your power doing that, you realize you are powerful. Yeah, and you could use that power for something else. Yeah. You know, like you could be the one in, in more control, mm-hmm. right? Like they're like if we're talking an, an abuser versus an enabler, right? Or we're talking an abuser versus a victim mentality. Both people are insecure. They're just different manifestations of insecurity. So, I mean, we talked about this in the shadow self episode right? Mm -hmm. That both of them are an element of your shadow self. However, as a person who could be abusive, which is everyone, or a person that could be a victim, which is everyone, we can choose to change our thoughts to empower ourselves. And if we are empowered and if we are confident and if we are balanced in that way, we are less likely to be an abuser or to be a victim. We are less likely to manifest in that way and therefore bring and invite more of that into your life, which is what you were saying is that, you know, if you believe yourself to to be a victim, you're going to go and find it, right? And if you believe yourself to be an abuser, you're going to go find a victim. If you believe yourself to be... Um, someone who deserves to be treated well, it might take longer, but you're going to find it, you know? And you know what's interesting? You're going to find someone that will treat you well. That's true. It may not even take longer. No joke. Yeah, I guess it. as soon as you're ready to let go, it can come into your life. That's true. Interestingly, all of this goes back to, so changing that thought frame to what you want. That's number one. What do you want? Everything in your life boil that down and find out why you want to. It makes a whole different list. You put that over there. That's where the star charts are. You can do this in your journal. Focus on those things. When you start looking at the things you want in life and that really becomes the pinnacle of it, it, it sounds as though you're being selfish. That might, some people might say, oh, but now I'm just being selfish. I'm not thinking about others. Not true. No. You have to think of yourself before you can think of others. Like my grandmother she would always say like you have to have your first million before you can be a philanthropist 
Like you have to have a million for yourself to set yourself up, to set your family up, to make sure that you're secure and that you don't empty your cup, right? You have to be able to have something to give. Yeah. So, so there's important things. I mean, this would go back to the balancing side of it. Um, whatever you do, just realize you have the power. So when we speak of what you want to do, if you, if you feel balanced, if you understand your masculine, if you understand your feminine and you're working on that, and if you're really digging down to what you want, then everything you want to do is going to be for the better good of yourself and all of humanity and the universe. If you really think of it that way, because both are you. And so in that way, doing what you want in the most selfish way is great because it's selfish for you, you, but equally balanced with selfish for the universe and others. And, and that is the empowerment of it. That's how both selves become empowered by you being authentic, your self, self, your masculine, and also your feminine. The whole universe is empowered by you just being authentic because it's this, it's, it's this ascension process that we, we hear about raising our vibration and becoming something higher it's where we becoming start to more holy be, right like yeah. it, i mean it really doesn't matter what belief system mm-hmm. even if you're atheist yeah we all want to achieve a better version of ourselves a- amen which even if you're atheist I and said amen. and we would hope that we want to achieve a better version of the world and the community that we live in truly which is ourself so it, you change yourself on the inside and you change yourself in the world change the world the soul mirror changes along with you we all do because i am you you are me yeah i mean you see it happen like when you're in real estate right where somebody starts mowing their lawn or somebody starts pulling the weeds or somebody starts painting their house or whatever then suddenly everyone does (laughs) it's weird it's this really strange thing and maybe in some cases it's a very competitive keeping up with the joneses thing which is not healthy but but I think it's also this realization that, oh, there is something I can do. Yeah. You know, at least for me, that's how it is. And I yeah. would hope that that's how it is in most cases. Yeah. Just, you know, our communities, there's a lot of diversity in the community. And I think the connection is going to start happening more. You know, there may be people that you don't identify with. You may be in a straight community or a very religious community. And you may not identify with people who may have different sexual preferences or who may be just discovering what their sexual preferences are or who may have different political concepts. We're going to talk about, by the way, all the down and dirty controversial stuff in another podcast. But for now, the connective process is just realizing that if everyone's you, let's just start with that low hanging fruit, because this also smashes and obliterates victim thinking and shame. Everyone's you. So. Start with someone who's just a little different than you. Yeah, Diversity, and what yeah. you surround yourself with too. Yeah. You know, like I I think that if you have an idea in mind of who you want to be, then surround yourself with those people. Yeah. You know, and that in and of itself is like a start, right? Yeah. Um, because then each each person that you surround yourself with brings you more strength, but also it's a a greater power to change people because you're 
all strengthening each other. Mm-hmm. And then each individual person is going out into the world, doing their career, doing their like parenthood, doing their partnership, doing their whatever they're doing and making a difference. Yeah. Well. Oh, thoughts. We never got through thoughts. Uh, like phrases. What right. are some examples? So, Rhett, what is an example of, and, and this is what I want to do. I want to have you give an example of a thought, and then we're going to change the wording of it from being a victim thought to an empowered thought. So, what is one okay. that you might have told yourself um, in a previous life? To clarify this question and where it's coming from, I want to give a context for our listeners as well as for both of us. And I would like maybe both of us to give an example, actually. So we have all, like every single person, I firmly believe has been in an imbalanced or unhealthy interaction or relationship. And maybe that's the best way to put it. Some people, it might have been an abusive relationship, but for the sake of respecting everyone and seeing, you know, all of that, we're going to just say an imbalanced relationship. So, Rhett, if you were in an imbalanced relationship, hypothetically or realistically, you know, maybe draw from your memories or whatever, (laughs) what would you have told yourself? Yeah, so I guess I could share an example from, I mean, this is a long time ago. We're talking college days. So I I dated someone way back in college days who I didn't know at the time because I was very young and didn't know what I was doing, but exhibited abusive behaviors. And me being now, I mean, again, looking in hindsight way back then, I see how my own mindset really just, I guess, invited that or allowed it or continued to reaffirm whatever belief I had in my mind. But the, the thought process that I might have said way back then would have been, Like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not good enough for anything, any better treatment. So I I have to do this. I mean, this person I'm dating is, is really cool and they're really pretty and, you know, so it's, it's okay. I mean, well, and I think that's really what it is, is you're justifying their behavior instead of requiring that they take accountability and not letting them treat you that way. Yeah, that's, that's right. That'd be so if I was to have the soul mirror method in my mind back then, and it's still a difficult process because you really have to believe this. You really have to believe in yourself. But I do believe the journaling exercises and just looking within myself, understanding that the whole universe is me and that my singular self is just as important then I would have realized and said things like, no, I'm important. You know, I, I am important. I deserve treatment that is you know, if someone's telling me bad things about myself or name calling or whatever that's not reflective of wh- who i believe of myself because i'm i'm god in the universe just like everyone is and just like even that individual is so it's not like i'm god worship me but it's more like i'm important treat me treat me good treat yeah. me well yeah because we all have that divine within us and we all have that potential for greatness And it doesn't matter where we're at right now because we're all imperfect beings, but we all deserve to be treated with respect and we all deserve to be treated well. And so a thought then for you would have probably been like, I don't deserve this. Yeah. 
you know, and, and this is already better than I think I deserve. So I'm going mm -hmm. to take it, you know, whereas how, I mean, how would you turn that exact thought into something that's empowering? Well, you know what else? <clears throat> like I, would, I deserve better. And not only that, but the situation I'm in now is of my own creation. Oh, that's good. Yeah. In that you, you enabled that. Absolutely. Like yeah. by taking full responsibility, it is the most empowering thing anyone can ever do. And there's no shame involved with it. Like even if you've been in, let's just pretend you've been in that relationship forever. I don't know, years and years and years. There's still no shame in it. And there's really nothing other than to say, hey, wait, okay. This is serving some purpose that, I mean, you're doing it, you're allowing it, whatever. So, so there's the beauty in it for you. <laughs> if you want to change it, you can. You know, if you want to learn from all those things, you can definitely. I mean, it can still only be an empowering thing. And I mean that now, once you take the step to, to change now, then you can really have the full empowerment of it. But just seeing it for what it is, gives you some power to reframe that and realize that. Yeah. So an example from my life would be like, if I were being in a, in a victim mindset, and this is something that actually happened, right? And my good friend handled it pretty well. I would feel like they gave me, they gave me a tip and I appreciated it. And I, I want to share that. So, so I wanted to hang out. I felt like I needed more company. I felt like I needed emotional support. So I thought I was being really clear and I was like, Hey, I need emotional support. I really want support on this day and this day or this week in general, but I don't know, does that work for you? And, you know, then I started going back on myself and I was like, oh, but if it's not okay, don't worry about it. That was the victim speaking, right? And um, so this friend was like, hey, I wasn't sure what you needed or when you needed it, because you were not direct. So what you could have said is, hey, I need some company and emotional support. Can you come over on Tuesday and hang out? And then just leave it at that. And then it's like they could say yes, or they could say no, or they could say maybe let me get back to you. Like it's not, I don't know, like in my head, I was expecting this like, big like emotional lash out you know just just because my victim mindset was so in power at the time and it didn't need to be I was giving them power over me that they didn't need to take you know and and so that for me you know was a very very clear example of reframing how you even ask someone you know, it's like, be direct, be clear, tell them what you want, because otherwise they're not going to know. Nobody can mind read, you know, and if you're assuming things about them, those assumptions might not be real. And anyway, so that was a big learning experience for me. And then I also have another thought. <laughs> um, and I think that this is something that we've talked about actually is saying thank you and receiving compliments. And I'm like, the worst at that and the victim would be so the, the victim self would be like 
like maybe will you give me a compliment so we can role play this okay Kat, you have such wonderful insights on so many things. It's mind-blowing. Um, I don't know. Like, you're really nice. Thank you. But I, you know, like, and, and right. that would be like the victim. Mm-hmm. So it would be like, oh, you're too kind. I'm, you know, like, I think it, you're just, you're just a super nice person and, and all if that. I'm a narcissist. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I am so kind. Thank you for reaffirming my insecurity of myself I'm not, yes keep feeding that to me i'm kind i'm good and i mean even if you were a narcissist it would still be me invalidating you yeah right so by me rejecting that compliment i'm not only preventing me from mm-hmm. accepting it emotionally and spiritually i'm also preventing you from feeding and nurturing others Right? That's awesome. Yes. And so it's invalidating you and your perception and your reality. And you might actually believe that I am really insightful and I might not. I but do. if I say thank you and I accept it graciously, which is not in invalidating it, right? I think a lot of us think that being polite is like, oh, you're too kind. But in reality, it's like, no, that's that's not being polite that's not being gracious you know being gracious would be like thank you i really appreciate your thoughts or i really appreciate that thank you for taking the time you know to let me know and you know like because the more that you accept those things the more it empowers you instead of like pushing it off and it also empowers them too and they're gonna want to continue to give because it's being received instead of you know, like they might perceive you as ungrateful if you're like, no, you're too kind. It's not true. Like, da da da, da. I'm actually a horrible person. You know, like then they're going to, they're going to feel horrible, <laughs> you know, yeah. and they're going to be like, wow, this is really uncomfortable. Maybe I'm just not going to compliment you anymore. You know, I don't know if any of that made sense, but that, that was sense. like what, what came to mind. No, that makes a lot of sense. And it's very insightful. See, I really meant it. You really say it's just amazing, insightful things all the time. Thank you. No problem. See, we just demonstrated that. It works wonderfully. It does. And then you can move on. There's no emotional baggage. There's no like ifs. There's no shoulds. There's no have tos. There's nothing. It's just literally just say it how it is. I should have had to say that differently, actually. Just kidding. Did you see how jarring that was? (laughs) Never go back. I know. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so so maybe let's do one more example. So I just gave two examples. Will you give one more example from reality? Okay. What is a real thought that you have had recently? Sometimes when I'm going downstairs in the morning, Jack looks up at me and he squints his eyes and I feel like he's judging me. And I start to feel like I'm just not a good enough owner for him. And he looks over at his cat toys and I think, do I have enough of them? And then when he meows, sometimes I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm so not <laughs> Jack. And then he follows me everywhere. Like there's something wrong with me. <laughs> it just makes me cry. It's, I, I, I have to. I Even don't know. right he, now he's ignoring you. He is. He's just yeah, sleeping yeah. on the chair. See, am I good? I'm not. He's turning his ears away from you. You're oh too gosh. loud for him. Oh my gosh. I'm abusive. Wow. I'm an abusive cat owner. <laughs> <laughs> neglectful <laughs> I am. okay so how do we change that how do we change that thought process usually i just throw a cat toy at him and scratch his ears just kidding i okay i'm 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 mentally devoid of any more thoughts right now because i've just i'm that's a good question <laughs> well it's it's hard to switch from the teacher to like the student right 
True. And I think right now, because this is your method, this is your book you're writing, you know, like Fair enough. you're in this mode of like, you know, I, I practice this. Well, you do. I mean, you are like a testimony is what you know, right? So oh. I don't know. You're, you know this. And so it's hard for you to switch back into that victim mindset, I think. I guess that's a very good point. Okay. Okay. Well, how so, about, how so about... I guess what I'm asking is, can you switch back to that victim mindset okay. or go back to a time where you were living as a victim? Oh, there are many times of that for sure. So that's true. I, I mean, yeah, I can think of uh, an example. Religiously, I know that there were many times that I felt like I had to do things like either follow certain rules or say certain things in a lesson format or in a, you know, from the pulpit. And really, no one was saying, I mean, no one is forcing me to. I mean, really, I don't have to, even though there may be like a, a pressure. Sure, there is a pressure, right? There is a pressure coming from somewhere. That pressure is really just me. Well, you're pressuring feeling, yourself, yeah, right? You're creating yeah. these expectations on yourself. Exactly. And driven out of this need for acceptance, which is also just in me. And whatever beliefs that are, I'm accepting in myself. So very much in my inauthentic life, I feel like doing things and saying things that I didn't really feel authentically about. Was that anyone else's fault? No. Right. I mean, right. can I, can I say, well, but, you know, but you to. felt like it at the time you felt like you had to do it. You felt, but like... I wanted to, now I realize it because I wanted acceptance. I wanted to be right. Like, in the religious community of, you know, now that doesn't mean everything because there were lots of things that obviously, I mean, the people are, they're wonderful people in, in my, you know, old religion and, and in my old church groups. And, uh, so I, I, well, I, I legitimately I would, enjoyed yeah. people and connections and all that, but yeah, I just think in a lot of ways though, but, things, but you were being inauthentic in yeah. your personal beliefs yeah. because you wanted to be accepted. Absolutely. And so I reframing that to saying, oh, I did want to do that actually. And why? Because I wanted to be accepted. I wanted to fit in all mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we can do things authentically in a religious context. Mm -hmm. We could do things authentically in a work context. We can do things authentically in a relationship context. Mm -hmm. It could be any context and we can be authentic. It's really just how are we thinking about it? Are we thinking about it as like, are we apologizing all the time? Are we constantly feeling like we're not good enough? Are we telling ourselves that we're not good enough and that we have to do this or else, right? Or are we empowering ourselves and saying, I want to do this because this is what I get out of it. I want to do this because it upholds a value or it fulfills me or whatever. And so like if you are practicing religiously, we would hope that you're practicing authentically as well and that it fulfills you in more than just acceptance. Beautifully said. I think the next podcast could be more about the cost of authenticity. Oh, yeah. Conformity versus... Well... Yeah, I think there's definitely an obvious one there, you know, with the example that you brought up is that if you're not practicing the same way as your group, then some people in the group might ostracize you. That's right. Or reject you or, 
you know, that sort of thing. I think that everyone has experienced that to some degree from childhood in elementary school, you know, like we have different friend groups and if we don't conform, then we get left out. Which the beauty of that is, thanks all mirror. Why is it that when you change, suddenly you, th- in your mind, you lose friends? Well, actually, no. You've changed. Your outside world is changing. You're, you're gaining new friends. Actually, you really right. are. Think of that. Then go back to your feminine awareness. You may have lost the 20 friends. Let's say it's 20 friends in your group. How many people are in the universe that are still another part of you? I mean, the, like so much. And there's like billions of people on the planet. Yeah. And you really haven't lost them. You're right. just choosing to and and they're choosing we're both choosing right like you are choosing to change and same thing in relationships you know if you end up making a decision to leave an un an imbalanced unhealthy toxic relationship Mm -hmm. then that's i mean that's awesome yeah like all the empowerment and authenticity to you and i hope that you don't jump back into the same thing you know but if you do it's probably because you're finding survival there you're Mm -hmm. finding safety you're finding predictable unpredictable you know (laughs) like you're comfortable in the unsafe um but really focus on what what change do you want in your life and self-acceptance at the same time that's right that to me is authenticity it's like i know that i'm imperfect and i'm okay with that I also know that I have goals and I'm working towards that. So you're not stagnating. You're not moving backwards. You're not apathetic. Just self-acceptance to the extreme. (laughs) You know, like Mm -hmm. you're not just like nothing matters. Everyone's perfect regardless. It's like, no, 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 no. We all have things we're working on. And that's a verb, right? That's an action. We're working on it and we want to be accepted where we are at, not for the potential person that we could be, right? That's When we get there, the people who will accept us will accept us. But right now we also want people who will accept us where we're at. Absolutely. And we are empowered to find that. For sure. Whether that's work, whether that's school, whether that's friends family relationships yeah etc i think it's important to to hold on to your responsibilities and your duties that's part of not being apathetic don't take it to the extreme you know and i think like when you finally realize that there's nothing to be afraid with what you want literally like let and there's that nothing sit. wrong with that no absolutely nothing wrong like with you it. can let go of that shame you can literally direct your life by what you want and it doesn't mean I mean, when you really understand this, then it's actually the most beautiful thing ever. There's nothing, nothing. I mean, there's a lot of balance to that. So I I think establishing your, your values can really help with finding that balance and finding what you want. Absolutely. So my final saying would be stop with the shame old thinking and start (laughs) with you and remembering who you are. Think of the feminine and masculine where your strength is like for example if you've been good at helping other people then let's think about this starting with who you are from your singular self your masculine identity even if you're a woman why don't you start to realize hey okay i am a person 
or, or vice versa. But the point is know who you are and go from there. Yeah. And empower yeah. yourself through authenticity. You are now empowered authentically. Be yourself. You guys use these tools. I wish the best to you. Same. We'll see you in the next episode. We are so grateful for the listener that sent in feedback and requested this topic. It has turned into two fabulous episodes, really, really deep. And we would love to hear from you as well. Feel free to send more suggestions because this is for you as much as it is for us. Contact us at soulmirror.health on Instagram or Facebook or on our website, soulmirror.health. Thank you.